Oh, the harsh Aren't we all in our own ways? Slave driver. I wouldn't either. I shouldn't say so. Yeah, I was like, you don't need to say that. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Happens you guys are black. We are. This is true. Although, it's black, not blank. <laughs> <laughs> not in the Midwest, it isn't. Sorry. That, but that, can I just say, okay. though, one of my favorite, I used to, um, one of the mini like, VHS tapes of like shitty 90s porn I had back in the day, one of my favorites, had this um, Midwestern lady. Oh, really? Who was having sex with this dude. And, of course, at some point during the interaction, she says, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I love that cack. Yeah. <laughs> cack. Oh, okay. Let's that sounds more Boston to me. This is definitely right. Midwestern. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they, else in Boston. I don't yeah, know. no, that that sounds about right to me. All right. C-A-C-K. So should we should we just do the opening bumper then? We should Since definitely do the opening bumper. We've warmed ourselves up. We are thoroughly warm. What was the time signature again? Uh, twenty three twelve. There you go. Yeah. Get it. Cack. You did it. It's great. <laughs> She's still thinking about pronunciation <laughs> over here. Still here loving that cake. Everybody's ready. Press the button. Listo. Hey, girl. It's secretly timid. I am... Man, I'm so glad that that stopped and it didn't just go again because I was not sure how that was going to turn out. Uh, it's Megs. Uh, I'm here with Otieno. Hello. And we have two special guests today. I have, do you want me to use your real names? Yeah. You can use my real first okay. name. Or yeah. you can choose a name for me. <laughs> Please do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to introduce you first then. Uh, we have Victor, our good friend Victor. Hi. Hello. And we have Princess Star Fairy <laughs> Wand. Really? Oh, jeez. No, no, I don't no, know. No. Rewind. Oh. Rename. Rename. Yep. All right. Well, you Can just dickheads go ahead and do it then. Kevin? Just call me Kevin. And Kevin. Oh, my friend Kevin. That like works. Okay. And uh, for the record, our uh, featured song this week is yes. Doesn't Matter by Christine and the Queen. No idea who they are, where they're from. We're trusting our esteemed leader to ensure that we only give you the best and quality music content. I'm sure it's been properly vetted. Thoroughly. Uh, properly I'm glad vetted. that you did that because I, I forget always I, that there's a... See, this is why I try and help We're out. a good team. Mm-hmm. High five. Uh, <laughs> high five indeed. Tiny hand. There Tiny hand is. high five. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and start on some shit. Otiana, how was your week? Um... My week was the usual resplendent blend of both IT and EMS. Ooh. Uh, so I did my hospital shifts, and I did my regular day IT jobby shifts, and I was very tired a lot. And uh, my sister, as you well know, my, my sister and her wife were in town recently, and then Kevin's in town now, which is always super awesome. Yeah. And um, this is good. <laughs> Not to tie into this larger conversation immediately, but this is something that keeps beating me on the head whenever I enter into those two environments. It's something that Victor and I were talking about uh, on the way back from brunchy time, and that is that I dwell in two spaces. 
that are in, in much work environments where it's impossible to ignore certain socioeconomic, racial, and class-based strata because even though um, on paper, uh, both IT and EMS in, in the uh, um, um, ER hospital environment I work in, or at least I'm studying in, that, it, it, oh, it's so diverse and you see so many people doing so many different things and, yeah, um, and, and a lot of areas, that, that, um, especially major metropolitan areas, that's the case. Uh, but until you actually look at who's doing what jobs and why, like for example, in both uh, in both the office I work in for IT and the office and the hospital I work in in EMS, you can be guaranteed that to go from the bottom to the top, the janitorial workers, um, the uh, 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 nurse techs, as opposed to the actual nurses, um, the people doing the low, lower rungs of the ladder, buffing the floors and cleaning the rooms, are going to be people of color, are going to be you know Latinos, going to be black folk, um, and then next tier up. Uh, your nurses and your uh, uh, paramedics and EMTs will be more, for the most part, working class black, uh, or, sorry, working class white folk and some black folk. Um, and then moving up the tier, when you get into PAs and doctors, it's going to be pretty much all white people, mostly dudes, the occasional woman, and uh, South Asians and Asians. This is not to say that there are no Asians in any other section. It's not to say there's no white people in any other section. But the percentages are impossible to deny. And, you know, some people may look at that and just say, oh, look, that's just with cookie crumbles. Or some folks may look at that and say, oh, look, we work in a diverse environment. But they're missing why those people tend to inhabit those certain roles. It's not like they choose them explicitly. It's not like they said, I always wanted to be a hospital janitor when I grew up. It's a matter of opportunity and access and resources and the degrees of closeness you you have and or comfortability you have in operating in a predominantly white environment or a whole there, – there's, of course, gender stuff in there. There's not a single tra- – actually, I did meet one trans person in one of the hospitals I worked in, yeah, cool. um, which was awesome. But yeah, it's it's just impossible to ignore that, and I I just don't understand people can have conversations about diversity without recognizing the way in which it. It's kind of like you know, you're doing some density test, pouring different densities of liquids into a glass, or like shaking a container full of solid things of varying densities and sizes. This is the way our society tends to agitate things to where they shake out, and like, we just say that's the way it is instead of questioning the structures that make things shake out that way. Context is just so boring, though, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can actually use context. thoughts and not simple narratives. It's, it's, anyway, but that those kind of thoughts been dominating uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of my skull space for the last week or so. Any resurrections this week? No resurrections, but I did. Help somebody who was probably going to die if we didn't, like, you know, knock them out and start breathing for them. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was pretty intense. Thanks for your service. Well. (laughs) I like that. People people say that to me a lot more in EMS than back when I was in the military. He is a veteran. Oh, wow. Wow. Did the Marine Corps thing for a little while. Good times. Oh, wow. But yeah, that was my weekend. You never, you never ask them before you help them out. Like, hmm, what are your politics? (laughs) Hey, you know what? What's your insurance like? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care that much about that. I'm just... You know, Politics. Like, who'd you vote for? Well, I told you about the creepy Trump lady at one time who was like, you know, oh, you must be one of them... The w- w- Bush. One of them, yeah, one of them Bush-trained nurses, not one of them Obamacare nurses. Uh-huh. And I thought he meant, wow. like, because Bush, like... Because that makes like, a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> what do you think he means by Bush? Well, I just processed that as two political leaders and policies oh, right. under which well. he... Yeah, I, I, well, yeah. Well, it wasn't it wasn't as Bush racialized as you went, which is great. But like, yeah. I appreciate the fact that you thought to go there. Did you mean like Bush, like out of the African? That's Bush? not what. 
I meant. That's what I thought this backward person meant. Maybe no, it just means that point. I'm a bad yeah. person. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> nobody else maybe is you were it kind like of that. like yeah, projecting your saying. own racism onto these racist people. He was helping be healthy. Well, I've never pretended not to be a bad person. So I'm glad you're being a bad person and so. being a racist are two different things. Come on. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. True. You can Check. be both or neither, but. Anyway, exactly. yeah, so that was my week was thinking a lot about that and the kind of things I can do to try and possibly change that, be it involved in trying to get other people, other non-white folk involved in those kind of environments or other uh, encouraging allyship to white folk in those environments or just whatever else. So been thinking a lot about that. Kevin. Yes. How was your week? Please do tell us. How was my week? I escaped where I live. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And Escape then I was from LA, like Kurt Russell style. Yes. Yes. Shit, I and, lost Kevin. Oh, no. Okay, go Kevin. on. Go on. Go on. No, I'm here. Don't worry. I'm right here. <laughs> um, and then I hung out with these awesome ladies and I was topless a lot. So it was pretty cool. Free the tatas. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's pretty much it. That was your whole week? That's you didn't week. go to the uh, Korean spa? Oh, I did. You did, didn't you? And I was naked. It was great. M- more titillating. Toplessness. Waka waka. Very good. Yeah. And I met this guy named Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve. He was great. Uh, I'm going to go back and hang out with him. Yeah. Word? No, not really. <laughs> 80s Coke party, Steve. Oh, my God. That dude. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm going to yeah, apologize she, again uh, forever. She invited this guy. It was my fault. She was. Yeah, I don't know if I should tell that. <laughs> I'll, I'll let tell you it. talk about I'll that. I'll tell it. I'll let you say that. Anything else about your week? Uh, I don't like Austin. Tell us about that. Yeah, there's a lot of white people with tattoos. Um, <laughs> people seem pretty angry there. I hate white people with tattoos. <laughs> like me. Yeah. Kevin. No, it's just for for a city, it's not diverse at all. And... I don't know. I I was looking, you know, I was looking for a university to go to and I went there and, oh, by the way, um, what is that? UT Austin? It is. Their ceramics department is completely shut down. What? There's a new chair. They got rid of the ceramics department. I went in there. It broke my heart. Mm. So what do they do with it? I mean, they got rid of it. They got rid of all the kilns. They get rid of all the wheels. They got rid of the instructor. It's gone. They put it all out on the curb. Fucking room. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and then all insane. the white people with tattoos came by with pickup trucks and picked up all of that shit. I would have picked that shit up. So, too. so was it was it like a funding issue? Was it? I mean, does the no, rest of the art department so, survive? What? No. So you know, I'm, I'm into ceramics and mm-hmm. teaching ceramics and stuff like that. But um, apparently, the way universities are going is to get rid of ceramic departments because it's thought of more as a craft instead of a fine art. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that um, really bums me out. Bullshit. Thank you. You're welcome. But it's all bullshit. Okay. Well, yeah, everything. How, uh, everything is bullshit. Maybe you can write a book such that, I mean, I know universities like books, so maybe <laughs> if, they if, have if, some if, books. If, if the book says that ceramics is really a discipline, <laughs> then they'll, they'll bring back a department. You have a good case. Do you think so? Yes. There's actually a question I mean to ask you about that for a while. What? Um... As insofar as like you know automation killing all the jobs and so on everywhere else, how much do you think that a decrease in the focus on and or the decreasing cost of um, 
automated, you know, uh, assembly line generated ceramics. Like, you know, you, you, nobody, none of the plates you bought in Walmart were artisanally produced by uh, Chihuly's glass. But you, you know what I mean? There's, there's not a lot of people, you know, just uh, uh, making these things. It's all, a lot of assembly line type stuff. And some arts have had to make a lot of changes in their production, in their presentation, and how much time you spend making something fine and fancy uh, in reaction to that. And ceramics are definitely one of the more functionally based uh, fine arts. Um, is this just like the way things are going because of automation? Is it the way things are going because humans are oh, human? No. How, how do you feel? No. I mean, is, I mean, so what are the trends in that progression? So you know, ceramics were just purely functional before, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like the aesthetics grew out of the function. Mm. Um, but then when automation came along and things were easy and cheap to make, mm-hmm. um, ceramics actually became more of a fine art than a craft mm. because people don't make stuff to use like it was a necessity before for people to eat be <laughs> potters and know how to make things and now it's not such a necessity so you really have to be good at what you do mm-hmm. um i mean so there's an argument for it being in the universities mm. it's pretty good thanks thank you for understanding the very clumsy question that i was asking because <laughs> that's yeah that's so if anything it should be even more of a fine art given that the trend of our society right now is to make it less of a craft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, universities also, and I'm, I've worked at one um, that will go un, unnamed. Um, Just a place. Yeah, oh. and, and I think I think people don't recognize that they're at least large ones, especially large public ones, but mostly all of them, are pretty, they're going Corporate. the way of corporations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, to the extent that I don't know. Photography is a great example, right? The last 15 years, you've really seen digital photography erase a lot of the beauty in photography, a lot mm. of the art in photography. <laughs> the art and artifact. And, and yeah. And so I think to the extent that there's money there, right? I mean, I guess what I'm suggesting is that universities, they're making producers. In, mm-hmm. in a, as opposed to thinkers in a large way. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, there's a political movement to make them produ- you know, Capitalism. producer produce it. Mm. Right. And I, I, so yeah, I mean, I can see how, oh, there's n- less of a need for this particular craft, although it's more badass because fewer people are doing it. Um, we don't care. I can see that happening. When I was in art school at UNT, actually, I wrote a final essay on how corporate art is not uh, fine art, but uh, a craft and that we should outsource it to robots because um, it's not for a specific person or it's not based on the uh, artist's uh, feelings or intentions so much as it is like... Right, like how valuable will it be to this corporation, which, like you said, universities fucking are. Uh, thanks, University of Illinois, you assholes. <laughs> when you say corporate art, are you talking about somebody that's a concept artist and then somebody else makes the work? No, I'm not talking about Dale Chihuly. <laughs> Damn. I'm talking about like people that are like commissioned to do a piece. Like UNT specifically has, or or it did have, I don't know if it does anymore, this like 
I think it's a bronze like eagle and it's in flight and it's you know doing this eagle bullshit because yeah. it's the UNT Eagles. Mm. Like, you know, I, I have to believe that the, the sculptor that made that piece was not like, you know what I would like to do today? I would like to make a bullshit sculpture no, of a giant sculpt- eagle in flight. Was not like that. So that's what I was writing about specifically. Um, but I, I so didn't somebody, do very well. Somebody that's commissioned yeah. to do stuff. Yeah. Like, um, hey, we've got this commissions this awful, new Hilton boutique oh, hotel going up. We would like these kinds of pieces. They need to be this big. They need to have these color Cost schemes. This Cost sure. this much. Invoke these themes. Uh, let's do it. And then I actually met a guy uh, on a dating website months ago uh, who's... You seem to do that a lot. Man, it's just... Uh, it's the worst. We can get into the tender swiping conversation. It's later the worst. Like. Uh, but anyway, his job was to like call somebody and say, "Hey, person that does art, I need you to do this, and it's got to do this, 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 and this." And they're like, "I'm on it, boss." And then they like make the thing and they send it to the boutique hotel or whatever, like an art project yeah. manager type so, thing. I uh, yeah. I I got a C on that essay. I don't know. Well, that's, that's you guys. Such an art is horrible. It's like you're not doing anything that makes you happy, and you're trying to do exactly what they want, and it takes a lot longer. Um, it's not worth it. I would argue it's also. I mean, this this ties into a larger scale concept I have regarding, uh, or, or not just not just me. There's a couple of folks having the same discussion about the um, weaponization of creativity and or the weaponization of ideas. I mean, arguably, that's what modern-day advertising has kind of evolved into, is being able to take a series of na- narratives and craft them together into another narrative that may or may not be something that anybody wants, but it's what they want you to want to make you buy what you want, what they want you to buy. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, hey, your armpits are nasty and smelly and everybody hates the armpits It's some smell. marketing bullshit. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's different There's ways in which... There's a lot of science and art behind that. Exactly. For the and last it works really well 70 because years. And, and, yeah. half of my income goes to Target. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and the sheer, I wear deodorant every day. But the, the sheer quantity almost. of effort that's spent yeah, on um, taking the knowledge they've amassed about the way our minds work and the things we gravitate towards, the colors we gravitate towards, the feelings we gravitate towards. These are, these are all things that are known in the, you know, high and vaunted halls of the sacred temple of advertising. But it's, it's not something you'd be, you'll be taught in schools insofar as elementary school and or high school. It happens in some places. Like I think Norway recently started a program about this specifically Ooh. to counteract, um, uh, uh, fake news, but to get you, to give you an idea of these are the ways in which your personal narrative is possibly being altered or manipulated. Be aware of these things so you can be further inoculated against them. Norway? Where's that? Is that near Swaziland? And what, yes. what is fake news also? Yeah, I'm afraid these are concepts that maybe you've not encountered <laughs> recently. They're strange and new, both Norway and fake news. <laughs> but anyway, yes. So moving right along, uh, how was your week, Victor? Oh, yeah, my week. Um, it was fine. Uh, there was a, a holiday. Which was spent in my hometown doing nothing. Um, what else? Oh, I went on a job interview, much Ooh. of which I can't mention. Uh, but I'll say that it was um, it was good, and I may be moving to a very cold place soon. With I'm sorry, but mosquitoes. congratulations. <laughs> yeah, right. With, well, with Can you mosquitoes. tell us what the place is? It's just cold. Mm. It's in the north. It's, it's in, in the, the north. midwest. It's, a, it's a very is it in the U.S. 
Yes. Okay. Barely. It's up. Somewhere yeah. it's up. No, but it, it, it was good. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was one of those experiences where I work on issues of race. And it's one of those experiences. And I also work on in, issues of race as they manifest in institutions, which is really where race happens. And um, it's always interesting to walk into institutions who are considering hiring you to think about race for them mm. and we're gonna to, we're we're not gonna outsource this anymore we're gonna tokenize we're gonna the hell out it. of you we're gonna do it in-house and, <laughs> and maybe they have a good feeling idea about how to do that and certainly i wouldn't be there to some extent if they didn't but then you watch race manifest in their own institution mm-hmm. and you're already like churning in your mind about how to fix them. Mm-hmm. Um, no, do not fix po- them. Do you fix point the and then make a loud noise like, there, <laughs> I see. you, and you, you, you. Isn't that the complicated process, right? Because when you're in pointing. an interview, yeah, what do you do? you're not, you're supposed to criticize, but not criticize, right? Tell them how much greater you can make them without telling them that they're, that they're a shit. disaster. I didn't know that. And so that balance is, uh, yeah, it's tough to strike. Insert white fragility workshop video here. Check, check. <laughs> Which, you know, it's difficult to talk about whiteness when you walk in in my body. Yeah. Oh, what is my body? Oh, yeah, this is audio. My body <laughs> a, is a dark brown body uh, of, of West African descent. <laughs> I just started inhabiting it recently. <laughs> Whoa. You inhabited my body? I thought you meant, like, personally. No, I'm just saying, like, I was like, we're, we're very close, but Sorry. that has never happened. Sorry, that was, was me say, being you. Like, like you, you talked or, uh... about it like, oh, well, it, like it's this objective thing that, <laughs> that's I, where just, Kevin's brain went. Well, that the... I just took possession of. That's a whole theoretical kind of framework of understanding what a black body is but uh no i've lived in it my whole life i just i recognize it maybe later than i should have by the way do you watch insecure i've, I've watched pieces of it because it's Cause, brilliant because you know there, there are parts of that that deal explicitly with this kind of, well not explicitly but indirectly with the, with, with this what you're dealing with as far as um her character's work and the community she works in sure. like, oh so how do we do this black person you know that that yeah it's totally Right. And it's a balance because you want to inform people about your experiences to the mm-hmm. extent that they're not mainstream and not the type of experiences that people may know about. Not just your experiences, but the experiences of people who are marginalized. But you don't want to do it in service of the mainstream yeah. dominant ideas. There's there's actually a book that covers this in a great deal of detail that I've started, but I've not finished because my friend Gidget stole it. Um, it's a nice. pedagogy of the oppressed. By, oh, indeed. Um, indeed. Yeah, you're familiar with it. Sure, yeah. yeah uh, sure. What's his name? Uh, Freire, uh, pa- Paolo Freire. Yeah. Covers it a great yeah, deal. Yeah, no. About how, you know, how you're supposed to, how the oppressed is supposed to be teaching the oppressors how not to be oppressors. Which is, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's Wait, a challenge. Say that one more time. How the oppressor, how the oppressed are tasked with the responsibility of teaching the oppressors how not to be oppressors. I mean, it's and how fav- do you do that when they're still oppressors? That's that's why it's so and, fucking and in weird. some ways, like the obligation to teach the oppressor mm-hmm. in and of itself yes. is sustaining the oppression. Mm-hmm. And so, do this it, thing, it's dance. This, it's yeah. this really complicated what we weave. But the reality is, someone has to do it, and so I do it. It is it is preferable to the oppressors teaching other oppressors how not to oppress Actually, and or other cycles of abuse <laughs> actually no i don't think that's probable no? i think what you just said is exactly what we should have right mm. which is which is dominant forces 
bringing other dominant forces to the wells of truth about mm. the ways in which they manifest Except their power and marginalize. Except then you have to question their intention and their motivation. Yeah, right? and who, who taught the people? You've really got to read this book. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's You do not know what you're talking about. You must no, read no, this No, no, no. No, I'm not saying, I'm saying that you, you're basically making, uh, he, he does that back and forth. We're going to make this argument, then refute it, make this argument, then refute it, and you're literally having this conversation. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to try and paraphrase it because it's literally it's very very dense and I don't want to misspeak but basically it, it really is a matter of you start to question how is it that you can be advocating for this thing in a vacuum of your uh, um, in this supposedly stated altruism when in fact you are according to a zero-sum game theory, disempowering yourself and doing so. Show me one transition of power in the history of our species that's taken place where the oppressors basically said, hey, you guys, you guys should do this. Has there ever been a transition of power in our the history of our species? Not that I know of. No. Sure. Culturally trans. Letters that secretly sure. timid, y'all. Please show me a case where, I would like, love to see that. Without, like, violent, crazy, coup-style wackiness, the, the folks in charge essentially gave the reins over to the folks they've been oppressing for however long, because mm-hmm. there's, there, there's so many reasons why they wouldn't want to do that. You know what, you guys? We've really shit the bed on this one, so I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna hand it over to you. Yeah. You got the wheel. He, do uh, it. I would argue Do it, Rockapella. Yeah, I would argue that both humans and specifically men are really bad about that. Mm. Man. I like that you put the man part. I think it's a, always yeah. stabbing at Thank men. You. It is impossible Jeez. to talk about history without talking about the overall male bent in uh, and the overall male hand in its workings. No, impossible. Maybe that's true. I just think that manifests differently in different cultures. But I agree, I, but I do think I think I think generally that's absolutely true. Mm. Oh, I didn't mention. I also saw. So, this is unfortunate. My grandmother died on Father's Day. Mm. I'm sorry. Is yeah. that June? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm last, sorry. Last month. But, but, which was, you know, it was a thing. But, so my father is my paternal grandmother, mm-hmm. um, is having a whole cultural deal. And one of the things you have to do in preparation for her funeral, which is going to be months down the line when everybody can get back to the West African village in which oh, she was wow. born. Mm. Is 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 go sign a registry um, hmm. that says, "Hey, you went to the son's house, however you're related to her, um, my father in this case, and you signed this registry and offered your condolences." So it has to stay With, in the DFW area. It it stayed and at my father's house until the funeral. Go there. At which point he will take it there. So, so everybody goes there. Oh, I take your point. Yeah, he can't set, mail the registry to okay. my brother in Boston. <laughs> this isn't like, like an online it thing. It's not like no, you just have to, type in your a registry. It's just a registry that basically says that like you are a family or friend who showed up and offered your condolences. Okay. It's just a tradition. It's kind it's of like kind a of wedding like book you, or yeah. It's, it's kind of like that book that you yeah. like the book you signed. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's to weed out all a, of the the bad relatives. All the people who didn't <laughs> the ones that didn't show up. Yeah. You don't care enough. So hard for you. I went to do that in the last week and one and i don't see my father terribly often and then we just hung out at my dad's place and like just had great conversation about politics and sport because the world cup the world cup the world cup oh my god <laughs> how could we have not spoken about the world cup up to this point you are going to be a, yes, a unique can, addition I to could, this i uh, could hot clearly topic, so. diversify your sport discussion to the extent that there's <laughs> and, or, I mean, and or have it exist altogether yeah, no there we go exist. there you go okay yeah um 
And yeah, no, we just swam and we drank great sangria, like Louisiana sangria. Have you had? No, oh, it was ridiculous. But involved uh, chicory. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know what the ingredients were, hmm. to be honest with you. But it was fantastic, and you had chicarones in it. What did anyway. you say? I don't even know. Chicarones. What's what chicarones? are chicarones? It's fried chicken skins. Yeah, that <laughs> eat as an appetizer. I really hope it didn't. Yeah, I should not. I, I, I just say. I should hope that it didn't. It, it was sweet and slightly good. sour. It was brilliant. So but yeah. Is, so that, is this that's been my week of your experience with your dad. Do you not usually have great conversation and no we do usually have often? brilliant conversation but i just don't see him often because i live uh, not here not here and yeah so i saw him and and it was good to see him obviously after his mother died and yeah it was good, good how's times. your dad doing no he's brilliant he's brilliant he's he's a uh, uh his grief is in check well she was 80 late 80s and so on and he's he knew that was going to happen at some point. That's what happens. Well, People we die. all know that it's going to happen. Indeed. But no, he's fine. He's fine. But it was good. It was like the exact opposite of grief. It was brilliant. It was oh, like, that's nice. Yeah. So that's Th- this has been my week not to bring down the pod. Oh, no, that's not bringing it down at all. It's a, that's a celebration of that person's life. Oh, it was, it's such a celebration. Yeah, yeah. that didn't sound oh, sad. No, it's the exact opposite. So they're oh. and, and to tell you like how awesome it is, like traditionally, so you know, funerals are a huge deal in, mm. in many tribes in West Africa and mm. certainly in, in my tribe. And so what they're going to do is, so you, you, you don't get buried in like some random burial site. You get buried at home. That's just the mm-hmm. tradition. Mm-hmm. So it happens that my grandmother's uh, village is on the other side of a river from where she lives or and obviously where she's interned at this moment. And so what they'll do is they'll, take boats they'll ford the coffin a bunch of yeah so there will be a bunch of beautiful boats in a in a um uh you know kind of in a line and there will be some barges too taking people across like that's part of this funeral (laughs) yes it's very much black Panther in some ways and so no it should be brilliant and obviously the i think the photography and the the moment and you're going will be captured oh no i'm not going no I, i i can't go I'll be busy, but my father will certainly be there representing the family, and Ooh. it'll be it'll be special. So they they bury her before the funeral. No, what do they do with the? Is that a rude question? What do they do with the body? No, no, no. It's just when I say interned, I mean it's it's like a morgue, but not a morgue. So, but yeah, they just keep it. They keep the body. Keep it. Keep it cold. Living room. Okay. Well, <laughs> yes, in a sanitary in place. a mortuary type place. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, you said, and I said, in turn, and that's not the right word. You, but, but you bury the the body at home. You at said, home, indeed. but you said she. So, home, does home mean like where she grew up, or home? Oh, means yeah, like yeah, where, where she, she was born, like like okay. where she grew up. Yeah, okay, okay. So, where she lives now is kind of a little bit a ways and so not in the yard of the house actually. Well, well actually, sort of yeah, in the yard. That's yeah, that's yeah. yeah, except you know, no, in the really? ground. Yeah, that's the thing. So oh, then so there's same thing in East cemetery? Africa. My grandfather That's what was I said. There's not like, a burial site. Yeah. It's like at home. My grandfather was buried oh. like a couple of hundred feet from the house he lived up. Uh, the house he wow. Lived, yeah. There aren't burial sites. So as do you such. guys keep that house? Or? So well, there's a whole. Yeah, yeah but this is not. But this is not, not to be. I, I'm trying not to be disrespectful. But, uh, no, no, but it's not I'm that curious. uncommon. If you think about like the American West over the last 300 years, people were buried at home. It was quite a common thing before there were 
burial sites where people went and got buried. So, well, your house will have a cemetery. There's with your relatives in it. It is know? a cemetery in its own way. Yeah. It's just and personal like a to the family. And, yeah. Of course, yeah. and the so the cemetery comes with the property when you sell it. If you sell it, because you don't you're, really you're, yeah, sell it. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay. There's that's no. Where you're, that's where your like, blood is. Literally, yeah. well, it's like. You know, that makes me think of uh, downtown Little Rock, mm. um, where we used to live. Mm-hmm. There are houses there that have people buried on the property. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, it, I yeah. mean, that's what people used to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. seen it. I just, it, it doesn't happen in Dallas very often. <laughs> A lot of things yeah. don't happen in Dallas that are still common to the Almost seven. Yes. Kenya, seven. That's the way it is. Yeah. There's like your homestead and then you, like, for example, the last one to go and visit before my grandfather died. Um, my great grandmother had passed fairly recently-ish, um, and uh, just to go and pay respects, so you go over to the house she used to live in, and this is her spot over here to the left of the house, and you go and pay your respects, and you go say hi to everybody else and stuff because that's, I mean, it's in a lot of cultures where this is the land you're from. This is literally the land you're you're from, insofar as like a couple of generations worth of your family is interred in that land. This is uh, not to get too crazy off topic, but this is one of the reasons why. Um, insofar as things like the uh, Palestinian is, is, uh, Jewish conflict in Israel and so on, it's not just yeah. like, "Hey, this is some land." It's like this is the land that is literally comprised of a couple thousand years of my ancestors in the soil here. Exactly. <laughs> so it's when we talk about being blood tied to the land. It's not just like a casual phrase. It's literally like we are invested in the space physically sure, sure because it's a living thing and you're connected to it in this kind of eternal way for a lot of cultures and so i mean i mean if you think about our country and indigenous people and the way they're connected to land and that manifests in a lot of political ways that we see right um south dakota is a great example in standing mm-hmm. rock right but native american sacred sacred spaces that, that are protected in that way you can drive west from texas and see spaces like that throughout the american west that still exist today where people feel eternally connected to their land and the fact that we buy and sell land in the way that we do and kind of the modern united states is not something that's really conceived of in the same way i think i'm uh maybe acting surprised because i'm trying to put appalachia out of my mind but now that i'm thinking about it mm. lots of people's yards have Dead headstones of yeah, it's quite, of their relatives like very recent ones like here's papa you know i mean here's a question why would you, i mean i'm not saying this is like entirely crazy but you understand why some folks are like why would i want my ancestors to be surrounded by strangers why would i not yeah. why would i want to put them yeah. in the space where it's a whole bunch of other yeah. bones or people or blood or you know whatever matter that they had nothing to do with. I want them here like literally growing my crops. Literally the 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 the, the foundation that I'm building my future on is comprised of my ancestors. That mm. makes a lot more sense in some which, ways. Which which brings up a a, a a question I always have for people. It's a bit morbid, but where would you like how would you like to be I wouldn't Okay. Oh, this I already is, know how I want. Yeah. So tell me, tell me. I think burying people is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to be freeze dried and used as fertilizer. Oh. Okay. Totally. I don't. I don't want to like be put in the ground and preserved. That's so creepy to me. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. So, what was yours? How about you? Oh, uh, uh, cremation for sure. And the, where mean, where do your remains go? Anyway. Uh, whoever wants them, or I mean, if oh, you open. want someone to keep them. Well, I mean, if they want to, if they if they don't want to, they can put them in the dumpster. That's fine. Okay. They can eat them, whatever. Or, or I mean, to do what? Eat them. Yeah, just p- 
put them in a brownie or a cake. Uh, You're not that tasty, Megan. You don't know. I'm that tasty. I don't even know. I I don't know. What kind of delicious garbage I eat. Kevin, I've already said that no matter what else happens to a a large portion of me, there'll be a, um, if Kevin outlives me, there will be a portion that is set aside for Kevin. He's marinated already. Yeah, Mm. I've been eating curry for years. Mm. But yeah, I've already decided that I'm too much of a pyro to not get excited about cremation. Mm. I'm also too much of a traditionalist to not want some portion of whatever is left to, uh, there's a plot of land that uh, my family owns in Kenya that I wish for my ashes to be mixed in the soil of a very large tree there is out there. Oh, very good. It's been on that family, family's lands for generations. That tree is literally, you know, I would say probably at least six generations old. Interesting. Burying so. takes a lot of space. Right? Well, yeah, no, I think burying is totally wasteful and that we're Especially that lead-lined wacky like, shit. That if, 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 have you heard about this? That like a whole bunch of folks get buried in lead-lined coffins oh, yeah. because oh, they yeah. want to preserve their remains so that when it comes time for the resurrection, their bodies oh, can like, like mausoleums <laughs> That's style. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. They, 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 like they, mummy style? How do you want to... Uh, yeah, so I want to be cremated and I want my ashes to be spread in the Middle Passage in, mm. in the Atlantic Ocean between mm. Africa and, and, and the Americas. Mm. Um, just because it's so meaningful to me, that passage. Especially as a West African person who can trace that line more directly. Uh, than yeah, most. whose parents kind of came here post civil rights and took mm. advantage of all of the rights that were fought for by people who were brought here as slaves mm. through that, through that Middle Passage. So it means a lot to me. Uh, I know that not everybody feels like animals are better than people, but I do. And as an example... Why aren't we just animals like other animals? My dog, Awesome. <laughs> Wait, your you dog know. was really named Awesome? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I have pictures of him all over the house. And I so knew that they, was coming. They, they say funny. Awesome on them. I'm not sh- I, I didn't know sure how that that's confusing. dog's name was Awesome. Yeah. I thought you were just like, this dog is awesome. Well, I mean, he We're was. literally looking at a beautiful yeah. color photo. Also, apparently there's a, there's a Christian song called our God is an awesome God. Yes, indeed. I've and heard you, it. And you really just changed the song around. All you gotta yeah. Do. Our dog is an awesome Our dog. dog. dog is oh, an that awesome is so anti Christian. Exactly like the point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I couldn't bear the thought of like not taking him. So, so uh, if I could, mm-hmm. where, where exactly are awesome's remains? Right there in that box. I see uh, On the top so of you, the so, bookshelf. So you technically have a shrine to awesome in your house. Yeah, that, that, that's what this is. I mean, there's a picture of him right there, and then there he is, and there's a candle. A candle. Yeah. And also some money in that penny, piggy bank. For someone who's not religious, I'm, I'm kind of impressed to note that you have a, a, a shrine to your... Oh, there's no religion involved. Well, it's, it is an honoring. It's, it's a it, dedication it is, okay, put it this way. It is a very spiritual gesture. No, no, not at all. Oh, really? What? That's not a spiritual gesture? It's not spiritual. Well, we're clearly defining spiritual in a very I had, terms. <laughs> look... I got a picture of him. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going there on Merriam-Webster to define spiritual for us. Please later. do. Okay. Please do. Uh, also, I needed a place to put that candle, uh, okay. and that's where it fits. And you've so never lit that candle without thinking that's of Awesome? That's just coincidental. Have you ever lit that candle without no. thinking of Awesome? Never. I mean, I don't do I anything without to. thinking of Awesome. Aww. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, with going on the dog ashes thing, mm-hmm. I have my dog's ashes, and I'm going to turn them into a glaze. Ooh, Ooh girl. Yeah, and put and them. not at UT Austin, you're not. Not at UT Austin. Um, yeah. 
and put the rest of the ashes in there. Wow. So what do you got for the definition of uh, spirituality there? Or at least, yeah. Uh, so spiritual, uh, number one, of or relating to, consisting of or affecting the spirit and corporeal mm-hmm. spiritual needs. Incorporeal, two, okay. Incorporeal. Um, two, A, of or relating to sacred matter. <laughs> sacred matter. Very, very hard awesome to argue that that's, this yeah. isn't a sacred awesome matter. Awesome is kind of sacred to you, Megan. Ecclesial rather than lay or temporal. Spiritual authority, Lord. Mm-hmm. Concerned with religious spiritual. values. So that's kind of tied. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. she abandoned the religious piece, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Related or joined in spirit. That's almost certainly what's happening yep. here with yep. these there remains. Uh-huh. Um, of or relating to supernatural beings or phenomena. Um, this is this is a loss on Megan's definition. Yeah, I'm afraid. Because I'm not listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> just because he is, uh, 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 just because the spiritual manifestation is not some like energy echo somewhere out in existence, the fact that he exists as a being in your mind that you have physical manifestations of, that connection and correlation unto itself makes it inherently spiritual. Just kind of want to, you know, toss that out there. And there's nothing wrong with a little exactly. For God's sake, I have an altar to bast in my house. I, I do. Cats. I do take a little issue to... <laughs> with their religious piece because I think tying religion and spirituality. You know, religion is obviously an, a human institution and carries humans' failure, mm. humanity's failures. So I think, I think spiritual spirituality can happen in a kind of core human way without kind Being of religious. institutional mm-hmm. or power dynamics or. Um, it it, it kind of poisons it in its own way, and I don't. I I appreciate that. Awesome was awesome in the spiritual way that you, you see him. him. Of course, I did. You're yeah. the only one Aww. here. I've known I've known Megan for a very very long time. Super long. We're old. So, in the interest of the fact that we do have a lot of extra content that may or may not be surreptitiously inserted into the podcast, should we, move we should on? probably move on to our mm-hmm. hot. Topic, uh, uh, my week was fine. Thank topicals. you for asking. Oh, oh Jesus, so I'm so rude. sorry. Oh, my God. How was your week? I am so to Megan. I am so, so it sorry. It was my fucking birthday week. Oh, my God. Yeah, we I'm failed officially, in, entirely. I'm the worst human. You, you, you've given us too much alcohol. I, I, I and totally, we forgot yeah. everything. Uh, Megan, could yeah? you please, please, please tell us how your week was? It was fine. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> uh, just joshing. Uh, we went Halfway. to uh, we rented a house in Austin, and uh, this this was my doing. Oh, you gotta tell the dude story too. <laughs> okay, we might not get to hot topics. I mean, I don't know how many dude stories I have. I've got a lot of dude stories to tell. The creeper, sure. we've, we've creeper. Got oh, the guy, the guy, not yeah, he's guy. definitely not listening to this one. <laughs> um, well, you didn't proselytize to him? No. Oh no. I don't think I did. Who knows what I did? Uh oh, one of those. I really hope you didn't. Oh God, I do too. I don't. I don't think I did. Um, So my my perfect day, I mean perfect night, really is to get totally wrecked with my friends swimming in a pool and not wear sweatpants or a sweatshirt because you were. I was, I was almost completely naked. Was this before or after you invited me? Uh, it was. Uh, it's before. Okay, I was it's before. It's just good. Um, but uh, yeah. So we rented a house in Austin. Uh, it was a delightful '80s Coke house. Lots of gold, <laughs> gold, gold colored fixed ears, and 
mirrors everywhere for some Weirdo reason. Weirdo wallpaper. Yeah. Oh. Nice. The master bathroom had mirrors everywhere. And a little there coke was, in the corner of the so tiles. I wish. I wish. <laughs> that, that was just, not common in the toilet. The mirrors all over the bathroom really just like took my self-esteem down about 15 minutes. <laughs> that was... That was the worst part of my week, actually, was the master bathroom. I'm so sorry. Well, you know. Um, so it was me and Sarah and Angela and Kevin and my friend Daryl. Awesome. Uh, he came all the way from New Mexico Jeez. to hang out. He's a Denton guy. Wow. Uh, haven't seen him in like 12 years. So and that was Texas good. Texas represent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that and uh, I got... I had too much to drink one night, and I invited the owner of the house, who was very creepily staying in the guest house in the garage. It's yeah. a disaster. So yeah. it was like, hey, you guy, we're, do you want to come swimming with us? And I, I remember like, Did he look like an 80s cokehead? Yeah, man. He really? Was, oh, yeah. Oh, and exactly how much clothing was being worn by the various people in the house by this time? Uh, not much. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I mean, all of us were, were topless. Yep. Uh, I think and we then, were all wearing bottoms. We were all wearing bottoms, yeah. And then Steve <laughs> came in. And then uh, shout out to Daryl for being like, "Oh look, topless ladies." So anyway, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, he was he was the best sport that guy. Um, he even did a little bit of dancing in the pool, which I've never seen him do. Nice. Uh, so we did that, and uh, I mean the the like owner of the house didn't, you know touch anybody or anything i don't think but there was awkward but, leering uh, well i mean i'll take that noise as a yes <laughs> who, knows? who knows this guy had a fucked up grill though i'll tell you that Oof. so bad are you a teeth person i was unaware well i mean <laughs> it's good to have them oh yes i, I agree. think yeah my standards have been lowered since living in appalachia but i think <laughs> I was it's good to have them. i was wondering Go on, I'm gonna go right there. Oh man! But uh, uh, he oh, and 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 what adds to this is that he's like uh, you know, like he's showing us around the house when we get there. It's not one of those awesome Airbnbs where you can like just punch in a code and nobody's there and you just like hang out. That's the only kind he's of like, Airbnb I've ever. I'll been. meet Fuck you yeah. there. Uh, Jesus, God. I would have, I would have totally been off. Of that, so so he met us and he showed us around the house and made it very clear that he was a photographer. Oh, I'm a photographer. I'm so, I'm so glad. So I you all almost that. certainly right. have pictures of you nude. So many nude photos were taken in his studio. By you or by? It's a joke. Okay. Wait, didn't okay. he have that erotic photography book? He had several. I'm he telling several you, several. Like whether whether you're aware or not, he was taking not, pictures not just, of you. Erotic photography, but how to take erotic photography. The lighting, the lighting situation. Actually, on that topic, um, the lighting, uh, the the photographic lighting situation was a running theme through my week because uh, Friday I went to see Snail Mail at Three Links, and I went by myself, um, which I like to do, (laughs) which I like to do, Otieno. Please don't feel badly. I still feel bad. Um. I did that, and I, of course, I mean, the lead singer is like 18 years old, so I didn't expect that I was going to be like of the younger population at that show. Were there still cool kids there? I don't fucking know. (laughs) 
I went directly like to the bar. Recognize cool kids. Uh, Damn. What does that say about all of you? Exactly. It says the truth. <laughs> yes. Um. So I went directly to the bar and I just like saddled up to it. Uh, as a side note, I the, can picture you saddling. Yeah, I totally did. The I've never been to Three Links before. I don't know if you guys have been or I not. Have. I have. The staff is just lovely. They are oh, really. They are. Everybody cool. was I've been really to a bunch nice. Of shows there, they're all super nice. Yeah. That's pretty and, rare, by the way. Yeah, I know, and it was very well air conditioned. Unlike the place Meh. that I went last time, where I sweated my fucking balls off for mm. two hours while the terrible opener was playing. But so I didn't realize there were two openers, um, because I'm an older person, and so I go. <laughs> And I order a drink and I'm, you know, like got my elbow on the bar, my left elbow and I'm watching and I'm holding the drink and there's a guy in front of me and he looks, you know, maybe older than me. And I was like, Hey man, uh, is this the end of the first opener? And he's like, Oh, there's another one after this. And I was like, Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I got to go to bed. (laughs) I'm old. I'm old. I got to go to bed soon. Uh, so he said something like, well, I'm in my 40s and I'm doing just fine. I was like, all right. Turn, Thank turn you. around. Nice turn around. So I sat through that bullshit. It was some like nonsense band from Michigan, Detroit. And then afterward, before the headliner came on, the the lead singer of that band like walked up in front of me and was ordering a drink. And by that time, I had had two doubles. Uh oh! Wow! I was like, "Hey, man, so Detroit, <laughs> am I right?" Oh boy, really? And he's like, uh, "Detroit's fine." Yeah, like, that's all a, right. That's, that's pretty like eighties narrative there, Megan. Yeah, you say. <laughs> really good. Uh, okay, well, I grew up in the eighties, and yes. yes, you did. Nineties, therefore old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, Detroit's fine." It's like, oh, okay. If it was not cold, I would have told him to Detroit. Good day to you, sir. I'm just saying, Detroit's actually yeah. pretty sweet. Uh, mid the Midwest. Yeah, not the right? Midwest in general. No, not good. Detroit in particular, yes. Yeah, okay. That's just me. Though. So, uh, anyway, blah blah blah. P.S. Long story long. Snail mail came on. The only band I think I ever remember seeing that didn't do an encore. Ever. Really? Really? They just were right. done. Which typically I'm just like, like, we're out. This yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah. Why? What was the crowd shitty or? No, no. Uh, they were good, and I was confused, and I waited for a little bit, and I was like, so. So do they not do that anymore? I don't. Well, Guided by Voices did it. <laughs> that's uh, only that's song the you only. Saw, <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I saw them. Hmm. I mean, it was like five songs, but um, I accidentally only made it to the opener of guided by voices by uh last week or the week before and i have no concept of time but um yeah so so i was like okay well i know this drill i'll just wait around for them to come back and then they started just like dismantling all of the shit hmm. you're like what the fuck what the maybe they didn't get oh, paid okay. enough that i mean i mean the, like or i they said were tired honestly the lead singer yeah. was very young or there were two openers and they were really fucking yeah, yeah. they were probably annoyed I mean, it was old well. I, w- I was annoyed but i thought you know i i've been waiting for this this show so i'll i'll do this anyway um 
So I didn't, uh, and then usually what I do is like, I wait until the encore. And then while they're doing that, I go to the merch table and I buy like a poster mm-hmm. or something. And then all of these kids started lining up for the merch table. And I was like, fuck this. I'm out. Um, oh, and the, the, so the lighting thing. So while I was watching the band, I took a little video yeah. and, uh, this 20 something dude came up in mansplained photographic lighting to me. Did you punch? Did you? Did you? Please tell me you punched him in the ear. I think I said something like, um, oh, I really appreciate your input. Please step away from me. <laughs> Something, uh, something like that. <laughs> well, I, I just need to see the face. Can you yeah. describe it? And for the, was, the face is pretty. Like, I actually paused because that face is pretty brutal. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm thinking his and this face. Is a little no, no, her guy, face. Like, <laughs> this her guy face is pretty brutal. You know, this guy was probably like I don't know five eight or something. Uh, oh, oh. So Therefore, you're so I'm going like than... this. Um, but but it really like stuck in my craw. Mm. And then I was texting my friends and I'm like, do you know what this little shit just said to me? And I'm trying to be cool um, at the same time and not like make a scene and get my old ass thrown did out you, of the did bar. You, did you hop in the car, drive home, come over here, get your degree, drive back over there and beat him on the head with it repeatedly? Or? Well, first of all, there are two. I'm sorry, dual, dual wielding degrees yeah. to beat him over the head with. I didn't. Because I didn't know where the baby after party was going to be. Gotcha. And also, I took a lift. So, mm-hmm. you know. Enough. Fair enough. Take a while for those to get sharp. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was annoyed about that all night long. Mm-hmm. It's like, this fucking, what the fuck? I'm, I'm not going to any more shows, which is not true. I'm obviously going to do that. If I was there, I would have tripped him for you. Mm. Tripped that motherfucker. Kevin, you're such a good friend. Um, no, oh, thank you. oh, in the in the brave tradition of being unnecessarily mean to you about your uh, Appalachian uh, uh, perceptions, mm-hmm. I was in boot camp with a dude who was from West Virginia, and he shared with me something I did not know before about why people from West Virginia's teeth and or Appalachia can be so nasty. 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 Brett Michaels is so nasty. I <laughs> love him. Apparently, almost. Um, everybody who lives in the more rural areas, uh, because it's a mountainous, you know, crazy pants space where um, there's a whole complicated life history about like, you know, a lot of the, you know, guerrillas during the Civil War were safe in the Appalachians because that uh, because even with present day technology, that area is so difficult to develop infrastructure in because it's so full of hollers. Nobody gives a shit about that area. Yeah, that's also a thing. But the, but the point of the matter is, as a result, a lot Except of them are coal companies. Yeah. Except for Don Blankenship. And that's the thing. Um, As a result, a lot of the infrastructure was built by those coal companies to support various communities. But if you didn't work directly with them or if you were too far off the line, you didn't get a lot of the infrastructure. So almost – but there's a whole bunch of – as anybody from Appalachia knows, there's a whole bunch of good spring water up there and a bunch of good well water, a bunch of good aquifers. So almost everybody that lives there was raised on well water. And we underestimate and or underappreciate just the wonderful things that, I mean, despite what conspiracy theorists say, what water fluorination has done for us. So a lot of their jacked up teeth are a direct result of like, yeah, we just drank the water that came out of the ground because there's no infrastructure out yeah, here. Well, and it's also a lack of dental care, right? Sure. It, it, it's, mean, it's, both. It, it's both. It's both. Yeah, there are entirely. Yeah. Educated yeah. So dentists. I will, yeah. Also, um, 
I mean, this is still going on and this sounds like a joke and, and I mean it as one, but it is also just as a side note, true. Mm. Uh, raw sewage just is continually dumped into the waterways oh there. So. Yeah, it's there, there are so many lawsuits about how much the yeah. water pollution happens and the Cold EPA off and slag doesn't and stuff. do anything and nope. they're still getting sued. Ooh, that's a... That could be a transition to a hot topic. It could well, let's be. Let's go. Scott Pruitt's out. Let's yeah, do this. Once I get that figured out. All right. <laughs> Press the Here it goes. So... So hot topics. Who's got a hot topic? Oh, do I have a hot topic? But I get the feeling that I should let our guest Victor go first because he also okay. has a hot topic. Yeah, yeah. No, my hot topic is just climate change. It was 119 degrees in San Bernardino, California, a couple of days ago, and I know this because I have a mentee who just graduated from college. She gets this terrific international business degree, and she goes to work for Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big corporate beast in Southern California where her fiance is stationed with the Navy. And she Snapchats me. See, I'm, I'm, I'm hip. What and the fuck young. is that? Oh, kids. She what snaps, does that mean? She snaps me. Oh, what is Snapchat? Yeah, what is that? I'm sorry. Snapchat is an application mm-hmm. on a social media application okay. on which you can also chat. Yes. And so we were chatting. Is that the one where your dick pics like like go away forever and sort of i mean nothing really ever goes away but yeah that was how it started and that's what made it hip but there are no dick pics obviously between my mentee and i right but on snapchat there are indeed indeed. disproportionate amount of i would suggest that's the case although i think it's just kind of the social media spot of choice for young people um we're not young anymore uh anyhow she sends me a picture of her temperature gauge as she drives and it says 119 degrees it's very hot that's extraordinary and what is the humidity level i i don't think it was that high because it's california but um i could be wrong i don't know what inland california is like generally here's the here's the point climate change climate change people scott pruitt's out of the epa and another coal man is in there are heat waves in the UK and throughout the uh, the world. The globe is all recorded temperatures consistently again. Another year of the hottest uh, Junes that any of these places have had. We need to do more. We need to do more personally and we need to do more collectively and institutionally um, because we're really sacrificing the planet. So having scott pruitt uh, a total ethical disaster out of the epa is a positive but there's another person in the epa who isn't invested in regulating the kind of corporate and institutional forces that poison our water and poison our air and invest in energies that poison our earth and and frankly warm it up um Although we should call it climate change instead of global warming to counteract the nonsense arguments about the very cold winters that happen every once in a while. So, yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. Hot, hot, hot topic. And it was nice to see him get called out randomly in a restaurant by a protester who I thought. Scott Pruitt did? 
Yeah, he did. He was in a you didn't see it. She was holding her baby and some like, like some like white middle aged soccer mom looking lady with her kid. Fantastic, right? Like politely asked him, could you basically that, okay. basically could just walk just, through yeah. the list of like why you should resign, mother mother. Effer? You can say motherfucker. Please curse oh, me. Mother, you'd like okay. This we say all sorts of shit on sorry, this show. Sorry, you know I've dealt with regulation know, my whole life. You're oh. very reserved. Go on, uh, reserved. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's totally inaccurate is why I'm <laughs> yeah. saying it. Uh, no, but he got called out uh, and and then he was out. And he's he's a criminal and a thief and a cheat. And so he should be out. But it doesn't change the dynamic of our country being uninvested. And we're the most important country to be invested. Especially given who's going to replace him. We're uh-huh. just the most important country, really. No, no. Let's be clear here. We are a corporate behemoth. We are an economic behemoth. We're not the most important country. That is the most important that, thing to be. No, it's not. But yes. as it relates to climate change, we have too many cars on the road and too many corporations, and we have the most influence over economic um, happenings. And so China wouldn't pollute as much if, you, if the U.S. didn't want China to pollute as I learned much. it from watching you, Dad. I learned it from, well, not even Dad in that context. That's a false equivalency. But yeah, Uncle. I, I have a similar Uncle question Sam. about um, self-driving cars and why we're all about basically still supporting the auto industry, something that's proven to be a bad idea, right. as opposed to investing in public infrastructure and, and public pushing them to do it. I mean, they, mm-hmm. but, but regulation can push people who want to make money mm-hmm. to do things. In 2020, Volvo was only going to have electric cars. That's can, can in two I years. Just be up- Dated just retrospectively, who is replacing Scott Pruitt? Oh, it's just His, an interim. Yeah, but he's also still a, a former. Is it Don lobbyist. Blankenship? He used to motherfucker used to work for Jack. Let me look up his name. No, what? His name motherfucker used to work for Jack. Not that his name matters. He's the Jacking same. Off. Jack Inoff, which is a great name. For That's him. amazing. Amazing. You, name. I mean, you can't. You can't think of author a joke Basically, better than that. If you've ever seen a member of Congress actively, you know, sucking the cock of and or talking about how climate change is ridiculous and it's and the science is unproven and blah blah, it is he is basically Congress's poster child for uh, um, uh, uh, the entirety of climate change being a myth. And Andrew, this guy used to work for Andrew him. Wheeler. Wheeler, he's that's a his former name. lobbyist and administrator uh, for the. Coal and used to work for Jack Enough for the coal companies. I mean, cool. this is the exact wrong thing to do to save our earth. Basically, he's going to be Pruitt, but with less crass corruption. He's, I mean, he, it's basically going to be the difference between Donald Trump and fucking what's his name. He's uh, going to be a more subtle asshole. Is yeah, that what you're saying? It's, it's Trump and Pence all over again. We, so, re- we replaced like the. the Overt corrupt ass with someone who's going to be more efficient at being low key corrupt ass. And so this is literally a hot topic, not mm-hmm. to be cheesy, <laughs> that but was, that's but, so good. You did a great job. I'm old, forgive me. But Dad although joke. I use, although I use Snapchat, I use Snapchat. That, that mm-hmm. makes you less old. At least right. ten years. Right. Ten years. So it, the one thing I would say is that people struggle with what the f what the fuck they should do about it. Mm-hmm. And there's, there are specific things you can do, like eating less meat, mm-hmm. and particularly less red meat, and, and, and recycling consistently, and regulating your car usage. And, yep. and, and, and these are things that I think people generally think of as a question of convenience versus, or convenient versus inconvenient, when it should really be a broader question about how invested you are in the community and, mm-hmm. in, and in society as a sustainable thing. And I realize it's difficult to see and kind of 
process sometimes in your daily life, but I think it's extraordinarily important. So that's my hot topic. So have you guys thought that maybe there's a connection between there are these articles that are coming out about how um, younger, how people of childbearing age are choosing not to have children? Sure. Yeah. I would argue it's more as a result of like despair and or financial instability. That's what I'm saying. Like despair. What if we don't give a shit about the world after we die because... Because we don't have any progeny. Or because the perceived cultural inertia is is too great to overcome. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way I feel. And by the way, that's only the kind of quote-unquote developed world. Mm, True, very, very true. The quote-unquote developing world is still having tons of babies. Um, And the reality is the world is going to be full of someone and they're going to be human beings. And so I'm invested in making sure that they have a world to, to live and maximize in. And I think it's really kind of... Yeah, so we're, when we talk about who's not having kids, we're really, in many ways, talking about the people who are privileged enough to not have kids and to go on vacation and to... And yes, it has something to do with student loans and a whole bunch of other but things. But it's also a lot of fundamental cultural paradigms. Absolutely. When you're... I mean, I would encourage anybody that feels that way to travel. And when I say travel, I don't mean join fucking Peace Corps. I don't mean just like wander to like Peace Cancun Corps for the weekend. I mean actually... It's just traveling and then getting raped. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, oh, Jesus. I, I'm not going to deny that possibility. Um, no, but Peace Corps has a rape problem. It's a fact. This is definitely very... I actually wasn't aware it was a fact, but I was aware that women have a risk traveling period, but thank you for uh, that clarification. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I know a lot of folks that do kind of, there's a name for this, I've forgotten the name for it, where like, you know, random, um, and I ain't going to say white person, but random person from the first world goes you to You just another. did say white no, person, no, no. though, so we but know that's what I you want mean. to be clear, though, because this is not just something that affects white people. It's <laughs> a period where you, as part of the first world, go to the third world or go to Southeast, Southeast Asia or Africa or wherever else and do some like token handholding and helping and think, yeah, I did something. But you always imagine yourself going back to where you were from or you see them as like they are questing to be what we are. You don't. And so it feeds into that progression of just like, yep, and it's all shit because eventually your goal is to be as horrible as we are. Instead of understanding that a lot of people in these spaces either A, have a fundamentally different paradigm that has nothing to do with achieving what we are or they have seen what we have, we've become and are actively attempting to create other solutions. Except uh, your, your goal is to go, you said your goal is to go back to where you're from. As opposed to what? Like, who doesn't uh, want to do saying, that? I'm not saying that... I they, don't. I'm not saying that it, it, it should be anybody's <laughs> Well, here you to, are. I'm not saying it should be anybody's sort goal of. to go back to where they're from. I'm saying that one of the things that's endemic to this culture, that cultural malaise of the, the inertia is so great, this is the walking dead tinged um, uh, name of post-apocalyptic you know, teen movie that everybody likes right now, tinged dystopian end. Something about America currently in this administration? And, and, and this is, and this is and we're, we're creating that narrative and saying, man, it sucks, we can't change anything, this is the way things are going to end up, and, and no real idea of what those other futures could look like. When other cultures are actively aware of, they're seeing us fuck up. Very few Americans are clear on how we're perceived on an international stage from other perspectives yeah. because they haven't stepped out, outside of this culture enough to be able to see those perspectives. So they don't understand that people are going, oh, let's not do that. It's like the older sibling, younger sibling thing. They're basically huh. going, yeah, let's, let, let's do something else. Let's invest in something more along the lines of democratic socialism or more community based or fuck, a- the monarchy or just totally different uh, way of conceptualizing gender and how they interact with uh, legislative structures or whatever else. 
As an aside, though, how much do you think, how much of that do you think is related to topography or, or geography? I mean, we are we are physically separated. I, I agree. That plays a strong role in it. But Europe's not, and they're not growing. Let's be honest; it's white, and and so the only places that that aren't having lots of babies still and growing this seven billion count are white places. Are the white west. That's a fact. Is a- Asia is not. Japan a- is not. China is not. China only oh, recently uh, lifted their oh, one no, child I don't mean, rule. So. I, I don't, I, yeah, and I, don't, I certainly don't mean by nation, nation state by nation state. I mean as a general kind of broad what is the world. So when you talk kind of, I don't want to get into deep, but, but geopolitically. So East Asia, which includes Japan, which is, has a has a fertility problem for reasons that are quite mm-hmm. specific to that nation. Mm. Nuclear disasters. Uh, Nuclear disaster, Godzilla, fish, yeah. a lot of stuff. Godzilla. But, but, oh, and by the way, a lack of immigration. I mean, it's a very homogenous mm-hmm. uh, country. But, and xenophobic. But, yeah. but then you look at China, right, next door, um, or Korea, and th- these places are booming. So it is really a question of um, economics and culture that lead to a lower birth rate in the United States and and so and and the European uh, mostly western Europe actually so to me that's not relevant if you're looking on the global stage because there are human beings all over the world and I think sometimes we only focus on ourselves in a way that's poisonous as opposed to kind of sensible Hold on a second. Are you saying that there are other human beings outside of the United States yeah. who have perspectives that have nothing jack and fuck all to do with the way you I perceive think the only like What is this? Fifty million people what the here, fuck? and there are seven billion. I've been lied to. Jesus, how did this happen? Oh, I said Jesus. So Sorry. this they all excellent. look like me, right? Yes. So there's an excellent. This is a clumsy segue into my do it uh, yeah, rockapella. Uh, basically, so we haven't talked a great deal on this podcast about the uh, crazy bullshit going on with. Well, I, I added an aside a couple of weeks ago about the uh, immigrant population coming in from the southern border, uh, from everything from Mexico, Guatemala, uh, El Salvador, Honduras, and other sort of places in Central and South America, um, and Mexico, obviously. And um, Again, to I still haven't figured out a name for this. Be it context, all the things, or it's context, you assholes, or pay attention to the fucking context. Um, we talked about how it's mostly folks from again Central America, not necessarily Mexico. Although Mexico certainly plays a heavy role in this. Uh, the thing that really troubles me about the present day media narrative is that they're they, they talk about the fact that our government clearly had no plan or desire to reunite families after they separated them. That's, I'm glad they're discussing it like, oh, it's clear that like there was an effort to delete records in their database that, con- that correlated child A with parent A, A, A and B, or um, X and Y, I should say. Um, they, they explicitly deleted those records because they- The government they has no system of organization, I can tell you. Yeah, trust me, both you and I have worked in government in the past, and we understand that like, you know, nobody with a half a brain cell in their skull was surprised when Obamacare fell on its face via the website because General Dynamics is a piece of shit. But that's a whole other story. The point I'm trying to make is, um, so if you were if you were oldish or read the news or what the fuck ever, you remember in the nineteen eighties, <laughs> uh, uh, Nikolai Ceausescu was the dictator of Romania um, back when it was still like Eastern Bloc hardcore, and in in the interest of trying to increase the population, outright banned abortion and contraception. 
entirely. Basically, unless you're a woman older than 40, if you got pregnant, you were going to have it, period. Um, and, you know, you were encouraged to do something. And I'm going to put it in you. Yeah, yeah. It was not the, the prettiest thing or the best thing for a whole list of reasons. As a result, you know, people are going to be, be, be people and make people. And they had a whole bunch of kids. And as a result, their orphanages, I mean, children were being abandoned left and right. Their orphanages were full to overflowing. And there was this huge crisis that was covered by 60 Minutes and a couple of other news resources back then. And still to this day, if you want to look at um, uh, any kind of scientific data on um, uh, attachment parenting and or what happens to children when they're deprived of affection or care, a lot of that data is based on the results of that time period. When you had all these kids all over Romania that would like do things like, hey, they won't be picked up, you'd pick them up. If they'd feel awkward about being held, you'd put them down. But the second you put them down, they want to get picked up again because it's something they need. It's something that's been proven time and time again for, you know, primates especially and, you know, mammals altogether that proximity and affection are very important for development. And there was even neurological studies that showed children that were raised in those kind of states had long-term neurological damage from neglect. Not like, hey, you were fed. Hey, you were watered, but you weren't held. You weren't talked to. You weren't engaged with. Their brains don't develop properly. So right now we have a system where we have children that are separated from their parents, an experience which, which in itself is incredibly traumatic. And we have children that are also, uh, there was a recent story uh, in the Texas Tribune, which, you know, Texans, you should be paying attention to what's going on in the southern border. Uh, Texas Tribune is an excellent resource for a list of reasons. Uh, but they did a, uh, a number of exposés dictating how uh, basically children in these facilities they've been sh- shoveled off to have been drugged, have been all co- uh, without any co- consent from their parents, uh, psychotropics and other things designed to keep them docile and quiet. Uh, there are stories about um, various sites not even run, being run by these official in-quote centers, being run by third-party companies that were staff people that used to run, not used to run, but used to work for the CIA and the Secret Service that are also shuffling kids back and forth, transporting them here and there. And there was even one case here it, where there was a sheriff's deputy who was uh, sexually abusing a four-year-old girl. And I can't imagine that's an isolated incident because, you know, when you have that kind of power over someone who literally cannot say anything to anyone for fear of being deported, what do you think is going to happen? Um... And the last question I want to raise is a lot of there's been some news stories covering children that have been returned to their parents. And um, it's all dudes. It's all boy kids. The question I want to ask is where are the girl children? There's not a lot of coverage. What happens to them? And when you talk about people that are vulnerable to being exploited, I, 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 yeah, I don't need to really say anything else. I can say it explicitly, but it literally nauseates me to think about. So um, I want you to keep that in mind. Not just the fact that there are children running around being, uh, being, you know, not just exploited in the ways they're obviously being exploited, that we have reporting on how they're being exploited, but the data we already have on what happens when children are isolated in the ways in which these children are being isolated. And I would go ahead and make the case that this is, this is, this is, at this point, I would, I can't even say war crime because we're not at war with, you know, the nation south of the United States. Terror. But yeah, this is. Terror. It's called terror in Texas. Terror. 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 Well, it's it's government terror. It's a fucking act of terror. It is something that there should that I I really hope there will be. I don't want to be so cynical as to say that there will not be, but history it will not history be. Does. But um, there should be people that are brought up on charges. This should be something that the United States can finally be drug in front of the drug in front of the court of the fucking Hague for the human rights violations we are committing upon people that are trying to escape the very political and social terror we have visited upon the nations that they are escaping. Aren't also um, uh, kids as young as three years old being required to or expected to 
uh, make court represent decisions? themselves yep. uh-huh. in they go to court by themselves court yeah. well not by themselves obviously they're being represented by I mean somebody by, drives them there because no they're being they represented can't fucking by, drive. by people who well, have no can, you know, none of their interests <laughs> uh, there's oh, yeah, so yeah, much yeah. mess so there was a report out I think in the Senate Intelligence Committee that indicated that HHS actually gave some of the children back two traffickers Uh, and they found some of these children on like farms Uh, essentially in modern day forms of slavery i don't use the word slavery slightly but Mm. in 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 the sense that lightly i should say in the sense that um we're really really talking about disaster for human beings and so we have to think really critically about not just systems and how do we do an immigration i'd love to have a i'd love to have an informed honest debate about immigration i would love to do that and or social responsibility <laughs> but we can't do that in a context in which you're giving children to traffickers in which you're removing children from uh the arms of their parents like that is not a sustainable context. We in which are to have a creating the kind of population we purport to be afraid yeah, of. It, it, oh, you mean the murderers and rapists? Yeah. If, yeah. I mean, if you, if you if wish to create, like, I mean, this is the thing. We're, we're you want to get in on the ground floor, really? Clearly, if you want to. If you want to make a murderer, we are literally breeding the people we that do. we're supposedly scared of. I, I, yeah, literally. and to me, it's yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I. I don't think many of them will be murderers. I think they'll be terrorists. Hmm. You know, it, I think I, th- I think they'll hate the U.S. government. Oh yes, I think they'll deep, do- profound, I, well, I, I think whatever would, for would, Victor. Yeah, right. I think they would be willing to take radical acts against a government that is doing what I, I that caused them so much. Mm-hmm. I say psychological I said our as an adjective, but I'm going to say the U.S. government mm. is doing, and I am a citizen of these United States. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's quite a profound situation. I think an emotional situation for a lot of people, but let's be frank. We are in a place in a geography at this very moment where a majority of a pe of the people are of a political persuasion to question whether it's a good idea to question mm-hmm. this separation policy, this failed effort because to, they're comfortable to, to roll back the separation policy. Mm-hmm. Is that why? And the yeah. whys of the separation policy. Why are? I think there are lots of reasons why. I think it's mostly race, which dictates so much of the politics in a country that's founded on it. I think it's. I think it's fear. I think it's power. I think it's socioeconomic fear. I mean, all of those things power. are are tied into race. Yeah, yeah. No, naturally. But I guess what I'm suggesting is that they're operating both in an intersectional and a separate way. Like, I think some people genuinely think about, it's not true, but some people genuinely think that immigrants are a socioeconomic drag on the country. They've Mm -hmm. been lied to. They've been convinced. And um, it's just not a fact. And if you want me to point you to data, I'd love to do that. (laughs) There's a lot of data. (laughs) Yeah, please, someone tweet whatever, and I I will send it to you. But... Immigrants commit overwhelming less crimes. Immigrants like, more it isn't that we in the echo in the chamber don't believe you, but we can provide a link on the website. Yes, yeah. let's do I'd, that. I'd be happy to do that. 
Um, yeah, I, I could go on about or this. Links. Uh, one little tidbit. Uh, tidbit for, for, for myself. X. Yes. Um, one little tidbit for myself and Victor. Uh, Victor, I'm sure you're already aware. But this is an announcement to um, other folk like myself that they're straight up coming for us now. Not us literally, but us as in like our families with the denaturalization oh, uh, policy. That's literally like my as in mom. First generation. No, no. As in first generation people's parents. families. Yeah. Yes. As in literally people like people are naturalized citizens. Yeah. Um, if you are, <laughs> when when you can choose to go through these records, how many people do you think? Well, shit. Look at the fucking first lady. Let's not even go for that far. She got a specific kind of visa that's reserved for people that are like Einstein. Oh, let's class. not attack the families until they wear a stupid jacket. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't. <sighs> Uh, just as a side note, that was a very like reasonably priced jacket. <laughs> Sorry. We're not talking about fucking uh, Chanel here, okay? No, no, we're not. This is uh, I think it was like 30, this is Zara. 30, it's like thirty bucks, yeah. yeah. But so. the point I'm making, regardless, is that like you know, this has always been personal because I, I feel that when we as a, a species are doing better, I'm doing better, <laughs> um, and when you're you know, doing something explicitly unjust to someone, that then it's something we all have responsibility for. So it's been personal for me for a while. I don't want to. But this is now getting personal for me. Like literally, I have family members that are that are either already under threat or are increasingly under threat because they are naturalized citizens. Who's the methodology by which they? Because I'm not clear on what criteria they're going to assign on who's naturalization was valid or invalid. Why would you be clear? This is all arbitrary. There yeah. is nothing to be clear about. This is not predictable. Mm. Yeah. The only thing that is predictable is that in some way it will continue to visit pain on black and brown bodies throughout the country. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that's predictable. Mm-hmm. I would concur. But, but can we, I mean, we gotta keep the trend going, right? Let's, let's be positive. Yeah, about. There's, there's gotta be. Well, it's usually a palate cleanser we do at the end. We are running a little long on time, but I do want to ask if either Kevin I or have, Megan had hot topics they wanted I do. to throw onto the fire. I guess it's. I guess it's more positive. Nice. I mean, usually I talk about things like hot dog water being sold for forty dollars. <laughs> Did someone a eat seventy-four hot dogs in two or three minutes? I mean, that was probably Kobayashi from Japan. That motherfucker. And that was a couple years ago. Go. No, it was a white Victor. guy. He just won this year. Oh. oh, did he be Kobayashi? Oh shit! I think they tied or something. I don't know. I don't <laughs> follow hot dog eating. Sorry, Dandra. <laughs> hot dog water. That was Canada, but you know it made fun of people that had forty dollars to spend on a bottle of water. So I enjoyed that bit of it. But uh, I'm just going to continue with the topic that I've been talking about for the past like two or three weeks. I have no Dicks. concept of time, as I said. I mean, I talk about dicks continually, dicks, but also um, there's the uh, there are the kids, the Thai kids that are trapped in the oh, yeah, yeah. cave they system. What they, happened they, with them? They actually so, the rescue this morning. I'm right? so glad that you asked. <laughs> I genuinely what haven't happened. read about. So um, okay, so last we talked about. Um, I think the they hadn't found the kids. I think last week. And then this last week, they found the kids, and they were like, all right, we got the kids, we got the soccer coach, yeah. awesome, progress. And then um, and then first the, the consensus was, okay, these are our options. We have to either... Train them how to dive in five minutes. <laughs> teach the kids who can't swim, by the way, uh, how to scuba dive 
out in of caves. a treacherous cave yeah. system. Cave Not just one cave, but a bunch of them. Um, or we need to wait four months until the rainy season is over. Or um, try and pump all the water out of there in X amount of time, which is... They awesome. never thought that that was going to be a viable but, option. Right, right. Because true, true. it's just taking too long. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, I, I have done a fair bit of reading about caves. Um, and although usually it's not a concern with people that are stuck in caves, uh, the oxygen level, because mm-hmm. um, usually it's a karstic material uh, around them. Mm-hmm. So it's limestone. So it like breathes, uh-huh, right? So. Um, except there are so many rescue workers, like a thousand rescue workers or and or volunteers doing other things that are helping with so the operation. The the surrounding minerals. They are taking the oxygen away, mm. which they can't help. They have to breathe or they can't help. Mm. Right. So but do um, they have to be there? Is the get the fuck out of here. You fucking hippies. Well. I don't. I don't know if they have hippies in Thailand. Probably they do. We export hippies to Thailand all the time. I'm sure. I, there's so much wrong with. Oh that. my god. So, uh, so anyway, um, hey, oh, can I have some more? We're we're refilling drinks. Like. So uh, okay. Wait, so I got a question. So yeah. who are these people that are rescuing them, and why don't they have you know rescue equipment like oxygen tanks? Excellent question. And didn't one of them die? I I heard that a rescue. Short answer: died. International also, Coalition bulky correct. equipment lo- yes. lo- logistically complicated. Anyway, Thank sorry. You we for keep on interrupting. The you. To my fucking hot topic, the one that belongs to me. I'm just kidding. I'm kind of. So uh, there are uh, Thai Navy and ex-Navy divers. There are also divers from Australia and Britain and the United States. Uh, and maybe somewhere else that isn't like predominantly white. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Just with um, like unique expertise to help them think this yes. through. Got it. Places that have karstic topography. Got it. And I know that word because I lived in West Virginia. As one is, it is one of the most karstic did areas you say in the world. Karstic. Yes. Yeah, I did. I had no idea what she was talking about until mm-hmm. she explained it. Just that's, that's, lime, that's limestone. Limestone. Right? Yeah. Well, you, but you mean like breathable ground for like yes. better word. And breathable is good if you're stuck in a cave, but it's really bad. If you don't want to have a sinkhole open up on your street, it also makes oh, for great shit, whiskey yeah. and racehorses. So, so it's just yeah. not very solid, per right? Se, yeah. Correct. Like limestone. So, so the the water comes in through the underground waterways and whatever, and it eats away at the the limestone, and then it creates a sinkhole because it's too weak to support the things. I mean, it doesn't happen. Sinkholes don't happen. That as a side note, sink uh, sinkholes don't happen that much in Appalachia. As much as they do in Florida, because there's different mineral composition, <laughs> there's less activity going on above ground <laughs> than there is in Florida. Naturally, so I mean, I mean that I meant that to be an insult, but it's just fact. So anyway, um, okay, so so the kids. So I don't know how many of us at the table have been scuba diving before. I have. I'm I have. Scared. So three of us, three quarters of us have been scuba diving. How many of us have been cave diving? Fuck no, that shit requires like a whole ass load of other certifications. Same it way does. Like, like uh, salvage diving. Does. I, don't, I don't know anything about any of 
cave spelunking, any of that. Okay. And I'm slightly, I'm slightly, um, what's the word when you don't like? Claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, okay. So a quarter of us have been cave diving and I'll tell you that cave diving is, is, uh, very frightening, which is why I like the descent so much as a horror (sighs) film. It is a brilliant fucking film. So good. Um, there was a an abandoned lead mine in uh, Missouri that I have can been. Can you eat in. that? Can you eat <laughs> lead? I mean, you could in the 19th century without any question, but now people are yeah. like, "Why are you doing that?" Yeah. You probably you. could. You can do LSD now if you want to, but it's not a good idea. So I disagree. I was okay. going to say those are just wild. Anyway, <laughs> are they conjecture? Though? Wild. So uh, anyway, moving it along. So so anyway, so they have to teach these kids either to, and, and the last I heard until today actually was that they they were going to choose between these two things: teaching the kids to dive, or um, waiting the four months. So today, or I guess yesterday, they decided we're going to move this along because they're going to run out of oxygen because the level is just too low. Didn't Elon Musk offer to build mini submarines or some shit like that? He has sent oh. some engineers. Oh, Jesus. It's a stunt. Can we move on from Elon Musk? Because he's a meddler. <laughs> he's such a dick. Wait, because is he the guy that wanted to send a car into outer space? He did send a car into outer oh. space. He wants There's to no do all sorts of he's shit. He's a That's dick. Great. And you, should, kind of you dick. should actually I'm read not the numbers on Tesla. It's really quick. Not at all interested in Elon Musk. There's numbers on it? Except yes. for when we talked about his, his dad, like... Yeah. Banging a twenty-year-old or whatever. Moving right along from anything having so, to do with that man. So they have decided about. to commence with the extraction of the children and the co- the soccer coach. So uh, I think today they brought out four members of the team. Woohoo! They decided that they would start with the weakest of the bunch mm-hmm. um i don't know if that hurt the kids feelings they don't I guess know. it doesn't really <laughs> matter at communicate this point. that you're the weakest they were in I mean, fact just happy to be out yeah they were in fact ordered in order of who was picked for the teams actually the yeah that's you reinforcing the soccer trauma last pick they went first <laughs> who, yep. who is the best player on this team? you will go last <laughs> no we need to get you out first nope nope you're the weakest because, you're gonna go last i mean if we're gonna go on that would be amazing with actually. The soccer. i mean you're a soccer Guy. Uh, yes, and the fact that we haven't spoken about the World Cup this whole time speaks to how so, so, abject so, so, so. we are. Wait, I, I appreciate that you're, you're restrained. Thank you very much. Oh, it's been so painful. So why did they get trapped? I, I guess that they went for a hike. So that, they, yeah, they, 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 they went for a hike. And they were just like, what? They weren't being, no, no, there was no sinkhole. Oh. They weren't being daredevils. Like this is a, this is a tourist destination. Lots of people go in here, but. Not this time um, of year. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe not Rain this time season. of year. Yeah, this this maybe wasn't ideal, um, but they uh, there were some incredible rains that came and filled up the caverns that they had walked through to get where they, I guess, are now. Uh, must must be because most of them can't swim. So yeah, that that region of the why world can't the boys swim? Let's blame the victims. Yeah, yeah it's like why can't they swim their way? What out? is this? What's wrong? Well, with the these new it takes like literally it takes four why or five hours yeah. one okay. way. The, to get I mean, from the, the, this the outside is to the this inside. is from NewYorkTimes.com, uh, but but I do like that the ad at the top of the page is new upscale homes. Learn more. Wow, thank so, you, Kevin. Anyway, one of one of the. Uh, 
the segments of the article is why can't the boys swim? Which, on the one hand, I I do appreciate that they're blaming male victims instead of female victims. Hey, that's a pleasant change. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. I, if this... I had known that men get such <laughs> violence on this oh. pod, I don't know if I. Would've... Oh, you did. Have you know? not listened to this podcast before? <laughs> it... Have you not met me, Victor? Uh, yeah, Megan true. is if anything consistent. That's a good point. That's a good point. Sorry to interrupt. Can Victor, I? Can I? What in- a good name can I interject very quickly the yes. definition of karst, which I I didn't know when oh, you yeah, said. Please, it. please do. Or, Oh, okay, so karstic. Karstic. It's actually karst. Yeah, as a not noun. cost. I was very confused. So but, it's an an irregular limestone region with sinkholes, underground streams, and caverns. Fascinating. That, and it's a German word um, from like Slovene slash Croatian. Mm-hmm. And it's only its first use was in 1902. Wow, that's I don't really know the recent. word because it's not an it's not an old word. So it sounds like it, it's it, not it's old enough like, for me to know. Exactly. 19, 19, 19, I read older books. It was after I was born. <laughs> 1902 screams to me industrialization. We need a word to describe this thing that's happening. Absolutely. We need a less racist and sexist word for sure. How is sure? S-U-R-E, I'm just making a racist, joke about oh, mm, 1902. Sorry. Oh, very confused. Got it. And By the way, Adam Online. The black ed- men and white women. Online Dictionary, one of my favorite the resources on the internets. Um, uh, one of my favorite things in the world. I think you'd enjoy it tremendously, Victor. Is is what now? Edam Online. An Edom. online etymological dictionary. Oh, wow. Shit is sexy. You don't need your OED to get to it. Oh, you know. Nice. Although, he trust me, if anybody to wants to buy me time. a subscription, yeah. a, a lifetime subscription to the OED, please sign me the fuck up. I already have one. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. Tell me more. The university God. just supplied oh. it. And mm. so I do sneak into a corner every once in a while with, oh. with one the of the OED. older, smellier. sounding nasty. He can stop. No, <laughs> Although, I mean, honestly, no, no, no. Like, like, at some point in my house, I'm going to have a small pedestal. Uh, one of those like fancy like lectern looking pedestals and there's going to be one of those like dual volume requiring the looking glass to look at it micro print editions of the OED oh yeah that's oh all. that's not where I thought you were and, going and with people small were talking pedestal. Oxford English dictionary mm-hmm. uh, I thought this was a butts conversation it was definitely OED Go on. All right. No, I'm going to go on. Because yeah, please. This is my Cavern. fucking topic. So, four yes. of them so anyway, say. so they they say four of them uh, yesterday or today or whenever. Um, so they're they're giving these kids complete face masks because having like a just a, a regulator mm-hmm. and a mask is it's kind of jarring. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a natural yeah sure state in which to be in an unnatural state which is so so there's there's a portion of their their way back that is called the T section or something like that and it is particularly um tight so is in full of stalactites uh, <laughs> we're, probably we're in dorky land comedy is, is comedy i'm sorry again have you listened to this podcast before <laughs> no he hasn't nobody has True. just us yep so uh so so the way it's going is that uh each kid gets two divers that go with them there's a diver in the front that are that is um Carrying the oxygen tank of the kid with the full face mask. And then there's a, a following diver that is behind in case anything bad happens other than being trapped in a fucking, you know, watery grave for two weeks or whatever. Anything, anything worse than that. So, um, so they're going through, but then I, I'm guessing then that the, in the T section, the, the pilot diver has to, 
push the air tank of the kid through before he goes through, he or she, because they can't fit both through. Mm. Nobody can fit through with uh, an air tank and a diver at the same time. Maybe a kid. I mean, he should probably carry his own fucking air tank. But what a you know. clusterfuck! I mean, this Ugh. is just unbelievable. No, it's the worst. I th- I think it's it's very sweet that they're trying to save save the children. What do you mean or whatever. sweet? What else would you do? Well, I mean, sweet is like going above and beyond and being very nice. And uh, this is just let's save the people are who are stuck and going that, to die. That that as a baseline, governments don't go above and beyond. As a baseline, governments do not go. Um, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I just processed what you said and okay, thought. Okay, yeah, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Are you telling me that as a baseline, governments do go above and beyond? Because usually they don't. Oh, I take your point. They so you're saying that as a government, kill brown matter. kids or whatever. Yeah, but and but then this they, kind of heroic so, I mean, kind of western in the scope of hero things, it's bullshit. A so thing to do. What, what, what both of you are saying is all we have to do is put all of uh, Central South America into caves. No, I'm just saying white people exactly. are bad. Or at, least, or at least the kids. If the kids were in a caves. good movie, the government's right. on board. Excellent narrative. Makes them look good. Yeah. There I mean, is. I'm watching okay. this movie as we speak. Indeed. Indeed. Well, there you like, go. That this speaks to exactly why this devastation. is politically okay, so sound. All third-party contractors dealing with children separated from parents put the children into caves. Yeah. And yeah. they'll be fine. We've got plenty of caves. Exactly. You just got to transport them to Appalachia, which means they have to do like four plane connections before they fucking get there. Right. But otherwise, it's fine. But once they're so, in the cave, totally taken care so of. So Kevin gave me uh, her phone, and it says, Musk tweeted early Sunday Uh-oh. that he was working with a team from his SpaceX rocket company that sounds like a fucking cartoon although uh, uh, okay, let's be real though that, to build that, like, a dual rocket landing was pretty sexy no 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 not no i'm not gonna agree with that <sighs> to build a quote unquote <sighs> tiny kid-sized submarine yes. oh, end quote to transport the children I just uh, so but funny. saturday night he tweeted and you know twitter is like the end all be be all fucking platform or whatever um i only have one because of you by the way you're welcome that the cave was now closed for the rescue divers not true elon Mm. musk you are why why are we giving elon musk i I just like the tiny kid side yeah in my mind tiny kid side submarine is pretty in my mind it should be like a coffin it's just like, they like I mean, if, down, they like lie down if on Mandarin was chest. his first language, tiny kid-sized submarine would be acceptable, <laughs> but it's not. So I appreciate your talking? appreciation for anguished English in that context. Yeah. Very I mean, nicely it's done. It's funny. It's just really funny. So anyway, I hope these fucking kids get out because caves are terrifying. Yes. Yes, they are. Probably yes, the scariest are. places on earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean. Oh, and 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 Kevin showing us a picture of a tiny kid. There was a picture of like essentially a CO two canister laid inside. I mean, as small it is as it is, would definitely not make any kid more scared than they already were. So my analogy not entirely correct. I just want to remind people that the the journey, the reason why that diver died, and the reason why this is so Mm. perilous. This is not just a casual stroll. It's like four or five hours. Yeah. Yeah, So there's a huge. There's an ex Thai Navy diver that died. Mm -hmm. I mean, he. Mm -hmm. He went unconscious. A, a guy who right. knows yes. what he's doing and is done like, several this times is his already. Shit. Mm-hmm. And he fucking died. So these little kids, I mean, they're let's they're, so they're in some distinct danger. Let's include they're a trailer to, 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 to they're the in the shit for this, man. Just for giggles, for those who haven't seen it, it's an excellent horror. Yeah, film about, we should like, do that. Lady, um, cave diver awesomeness. Also, there's a documentary called uh, "Into the Unknown." about uh norwegian cave divers two of them were lost and then the their friends went back like two years later and retrieved their bodies was that the was that the one that was in south america or was like some underground like pocket it was norway norway because they were norwegian well just because the norwegians mean they were in norway spelunk elsewhere norwegians can no they they don't they just they lose their powers and they leave norway I mean, they don't go up to a place that isn't white for and sure. And dark and all of a sudden they I mean, brown people. Norwegians so just bro. stay. Ugh. How many fucking Norwegians do you know? Two. None. Two. You know zero Norwegians. I know two Norwegians. You're a liar. Do, do you want me to be honest? Per, I yes. met one of them on AOL Instant Messenger in the Dear 90s. Dear Lord. Whoa. 1996. You an old yeah. ass motherfucker. Yeah. Yes, I am that old. Like, I cried when they retired it last year. And then, um, and then I know one from soccer when I went to play in the Gothia Cup. In okay, soccer. I mean, I I would like to invalidate both of those methods because I feel of, like of Norwegian that's not, knowledge, yes, of Norwegian yeah. person acquisition. So you don't know them here in the I, United I, States. We stay in touch, but okay, but, but they're not here. They're in Norway. One of probably. them actually lives in New York. Yeah, the one that I play soccer with. Oh, okay. Well, the other one is properly Norwegian. It's properly still, Norwegian. Still oh, the other one isn't. I wonder if the one well, in New York believes until that Trump you feel that way. To be naturalized. So anyway, uh, hope you get out, little guys, because that is some scary shit. I'm praying for you. Okay, that's not true. No, but but, I, but, I, but I'm hoping that. You yeah, know. we are having positive thoughts about that, and we hope that it goes well, because. That's no way to go. So, speaking of going, Good should we do this? Because we this is like go, four hours yeah, long. John's going to hate us so much. How long hey. have we been speaking? Oh, who knows? Two, three, ten Two hours, hours, something like that. Jesus. I feel exhausted. But I th- oh, I mean, that's I thought what, it was the wine. No, it's just, I, that's what happens when you talk to us. I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. Um, Elon Musk has been quoted as saying he wants to die on Mars. Elon Not from Musk, crashing. Elon Musk just because... should die tomorrow on Mars. Oh, gosh, yeah. I shouldn't say that. I mean, That's he, all I have. If he wants to come to the U.S., which he probably is already here. Yeah, he lives. I yeah. don't know where he lives. He's already on Mars. This is fucking outer space. This is bullshit. I'm anyway. It's bullshit. So, can you please tell me again the the name of the... Song of the week, Otiano. Oh, um, yes. And stop the, texting whoever that is. Ma'am, I'm doing podcast-related activities right now. You better, because you are on anybody. the clock, pal. 
The song is kidding. We don't get paid. The song, much like Megan's commentary, is called "Doesn't Matter." (laughs) Is Christine and the Queens, and uh, we do very much hope that you enjoy it. If for some bizarre reason you wish to harangue, harass, or otherwise comment upon the things that we say upon this podcast, or we can be next. Week. Yeah, that that too. That would be weird. Or we can be re- or we can be reached at letters at secretlytimid dot com. I personally can be reached on the Twitters at o underscore t underscore n underscore o. Megan, because she likes me to say it instead of her saying it, can I be reached on the is. Twitters at you know exactly what it I is. I don't. Oh my God, it's Meg the Merciless on Twitter. In addition to Jeffrey Crayon, that's Jeffrey with the weird G spelling on the Instagrams. Uh, do you other folk have any online things you wish to leave so folks can reach out to you if they need to? No. <laughs> I cannot be reached. <laughs> Only on Snapchat, and that goes away immediately. Yeah, <laughs> just probably for the best. Only send dick pics to Victor. So we hope you enjoy the song of the <laughs> week, and we'll be sure and be back and, you know, put more strange and delightful things into your ear hole next week. And hopefully, again, next week we will, ha- we will no longer be John or sarah um, Sarah will not be here for the next Oh six shit, weeks. you're right, she's gonna be gone So we'll be Sarah-less but not John-less Hopefully <laughs> I mean, he might abandon this whole thing by <laughs> I somehow seriously doubt that so. Anyway, um, anybody have any closing thoughts? Anything? No. Thank you Oh, yeah, thank you Thanks mm-hmm. for thanks to both of you for joining Tiny the party Tiny hands Tiny hands indeed No Trump analogs there at all Hi, Charles Bye Was this abyss and of lately the only people I can stare at the on rather ones with pens laid back their hands are numb and empty The don't sigh and soothes and me like whispers in my back as if I could hear Though I left goes behind but they just come in me Doesn't matter, does it? If I know in the exit God does exist If I believe in God And if God does exist Rich as a fabric Through and through Like that case they used to do Cause the suicidal thoughts That are still in my head Even that awful sight Smile when I lay in bed Doesn't matter Does it If I know In the exit If I believe in God And if God does exist If I believe in God And if God does exist She's barely feeding She'll deny We burn the left She passes by And she surrenders In the midst of the street And the guys simply stare But continue to eat It doesn't matter Does it If I know In the exit If I believe in God And if God does exist If I believe in God does it exist? It doesn't matter. Does it? If I know in the exit, if I believe in God, and if God does exist, if I believe in God, and if God does exist, and if I am cast out because I wanted some more, and if this guy does his way too close to the shore, and if I could just push this torch down the wall, and if I thought I would be somewhere else to fall. Get I said it. Uh, I 